The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involves varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Know the difference. Now, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. And officially, welcome to the show. Glad you are here. It's time to talk about investment and retirement planning from the fee-only fiduciaries at Annex Wealth Management. In the next hour, we think a really great sample of what we do. Spousal Social Security. What is it? How does it work? Annex Wealth Management is ready to help. We're going to sit down and talk with a member of our financial planning team who specializes in it. Ask Annex is on the way. That's where we answer various questions sent from both clients and non-clients. Some very complex, others simple. We get back to everybody and some wind up on the show. We always say know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. We also want you to hear the difference. A story from one of our clients. He is a physician, very planful person, does things right. More about his experience with Annex is coming up. All that and a whole lot more in the next hour. Let's meet the crew for today's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer. Welcome. Thank you. And Dave Spano, our president and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Hello, Danny. And there's so much to talk about. And I have to tell you, there was a lot of news that came out, some of it economic, some of it was investment news. But I do want to start with what was reported on Friday morning, which was really a disastrous retail sales report, down 1.9%, Derek, when we expected something much better. Right. We expected a modest decline of 0.1%. And, and that was really due to Omicron suppressing consumer spending. And the other thing about that is it's probably going to result in a downgrade of GDP forecast for the fourth quarter. The Atlanta Fed had been at 6.8%. Uh, more likely that gets revised to perhaps a 5% increase in the fourth quarter. And still 5% better. is still good, right? Oh, I mean, still very good. So, But we did say that their retail sales report down. Online retailers, department stores, electric vehicle sales, all down. One of the things, however, which did help it in a weird way is gasoline prices did dampen that a bit. Right. Gasoline prices were up because the price of gas went up. Um, the other thing about that report is that prices for services rose 7.9%. So goods pricing continues to lead service pricing, and that's because essentially it's been a goods-driven rally more so than a services-driven rally. So let's explain that. So you know, when you talk about you know what is out there, you can buy goods, which are stuff, or you can buy services, like, for example... You know, going to a restaurant, going to a hotel, exactly. going on an airline, exactly. that sort of thing. And so we're seeing that goods demand. So when people were stuck at home, they were calling Amazon and getting goods distributed to their home and so on and so forth, but weren't going out to restaurants as much. And so that's what Derek means by a goods-driven economy. All of this leads, of course, to the most important news that we've seen, which is inflation. CPI up 7%, a number we haven't seen in nearly 40 years, and PPI, which was up 9.7%, Eric. Right, very strong increases. You know, we've talked often about whether this is a spike or a persistent increase in the rate of inflation. I, in my view, the goods part is more of a spike. The service part is probably going to be the more persistent as we see wages improve and rents increase following home prices. And so you think about that inflation, of course, you know we've talked about this for a long time, folks. Is it transitory or not? 
not. We now know the Fed has retired that term, or is it permanent? We've always said here on the show that it's probably something other than the two of those, which is a spike, which is what Derek is explaining, that we're going to see a spike, but it will subside. So as we look into the rest of the year, we see that inflation is more persistent, but GDP is still positive. So that leads us to the big story, of course, what earnings reports are going to see starting here in a week or so. Yeah, earnings are expected to be up 22% on a year-over-year basis, not as strong as the third quarter, but still leading to roughly 50% EPS growth for the S&P 500. And when you think about it, over the last 12 months, the S&P is up roughly 29%. Uh, so basically- that, Including dividends. Right. Total return of 29%. And that, you know, the, the earnings growth has exceeded that. So in a sense, the forward multiple on S&P earnings has actually declined. That's interesting, isn't it? So no question about it. You have to be positioned in the right places. Just to wrap this all up, inflation is likely going to be with us uh, through the first half of the year. And then we'll see what the Federal Reserve does, because that is really the big story. The Fed has to fight inflation. And one of the ways they can do that, of course, is raising interest rates. But before they do that, they have to stop the easing, the quantitative easing, which is the bond buying program that they are involved in. And that's likely to end here by March. That means that the purchases will stop and then they'll attack it by raising interest rates. And we do want to dig deep into that conversation, Danny, when we return. There's quite a bit yet on the show. We want you to stick around for that. But know the difference. One team, one plan, one fee. That's what Annex Wealth Management does each and every day for all of our clients. And we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. What we cover investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. We do it with one plan. It's a complete plan that includes every single aspect of the Annex team. And you'll hear a lot of those teammates on this show. Most important part, one fee. We are a fee-only fiduciary. When you're talking about complete fee transparency, you can't get better than that. We're a fee-only fiduciary. AnnexWealth.com is our website. You click the Get Started button. It's very easy to make an appointment. You set your own appointment. How about that? And then you'll get Wealth Metric. That is our process that combines decades of our team insight with state-of-the-art technology to better serve you, our clients. It's more than a portfolio review. It considers your investment, your retirement, and your tax plan. The most important question is, how am I doing? The biggest question, what am I missing? How about that? It's wealth metric. It's one more way to know the difference from the fee-only fiduciaries at Annex Wealth Management. Back in a bit on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show for Sunday, the 16th. This is 92.5 Fox News. You know, as much as we'd like to think a new year wipes the slate clean, we're realists at Annex Wealth Management. The same challenges remain. Market volatility, looming tax changes, unease about a virus that just won't quit. It seems that just when the skies start to clear, a new storm blows in. It really makes one wonder, what's next? Annex Wealth Management is ready to face those challenges with you as a fee-only fiduciary. And to do that, we'd like to offer Wealth Metric. It's designed to unleash the power of what's next. More than a portfolio review, Wealth Metric addresses your investment, retirement, and tax plan to help achieve the retirement you desire. Powered by the strength of the Annex team and our state-of-the-art technology, Wealth Metric is another way to know the difference. If you've wondered, how am I doing? And even more importantly, what am I missing? Now is absolutely positively the time to visit AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. Set your own appointment. We're ready for you. Know the difference. Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. We're back. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Still to come, spousal social security. What is it and how does it work? Also, hear the difference, a 
Annex Wealth Management Client Story. I'm Danny Clayton, Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer. Dave Spano is President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks, Danny. The Federal Reserve presidents were out in full force this past week trying to explain to the Americans what it's going to look like, and we had an opportunity to see one of those presidents in person, and that is the Chicago Fed President, Charlie Evans, and we had an opportunity to be in that room and ask some questions. And one of the questions that was asked from the audience, Derek, is the fact that inflation was in front of us and the fact that the money supply was increased by 30% and that in and of itself would be inflationary. Mr. Evans did not like the question. No, he really didn't. He was quite defensive in his response. And, and frankly, we we've been, that's been suggested to us by any number of our research partners. And when you think back, you know, the amount of stimulus that was injected into this economy uh, post-pandemic was extraordinary. Factors three times as much liquidity as was injected during the great financial crisis. So eventually that liquidity seeps into everything. It's stock prices, it's real estate prices, it's food prices and energy prices. And to respond the way he did suggested to me that he was being somewhat defensive and I guess surprised really by the nature of the spike in inflation that we've seen. But you know, we've learned this, Derek, you know, and you and I saw this back, you know, 12 years ago in the financial crisis and after the postmortem after that. But we now know something for sure, that the Fed Reserve looks at facts and circumstances. So in other words, they are reactionary just by that mode alone. So they're looking into the rearview mirror when markets are looking through the front windshield. And what we've also found is they're willing to err on the side of going too slow because they don't want to un un derail the economy and, pro and produce wage growth that is less than desired by the, the administration and other folks. And that that tends to lead one to think, well, who who really runs the show? Is it the bond market or the Fed or right. some combination thereof? And in fact, that's a really great point, is do they react to market forces, which they really shouldn't. However, you look at their toolbox, and of course, we've talked earlier about quantitative easing, which is the fact that they're out buying bonds, trying to control the bond market, and they say they're going to taper and stop doing that. Another tool, of course, is that they can raise or lower interest rates, but they have other tools as well. Yeah, basically, they have the bully pulpit. They can sit there and say, we're going to raise rates, which causes businesses to perhaps alter their plans, which can actually be a, a feedback loop that goes in a positive direction. So the Fed has a lot of power, no doubt about it. Um, they did a fantastic job uh, getting us out of this pandemic, keeping the economy afloat and, and potentially uh, forestalling a financial crisis. And you know, one thing that we heard uh, as well is the fact that, again, they have two jobs, dual mandates, of course, price stability, of course, and the second is employment. And I think they still would lean on the side of having everybody have a job that wants a job, and they think even to the detriment of high inflation. Right. I mean, one of the things they've said any number of times is they were going to let this economy run hot north of their 2% target. Well, they exceeded it by a lot more than they potentially thought they would. Uh, but again, you know, has the market fully discounted this or not? Because we know historically, the stock market tends to respond well when rates begin to rise because the economy is strong and corporate earnings remain solid. And one answer that we heard uh, that you and I both looked at is the fact that this was COVID-related and not Fed-related. A lot of this inflation is because of demand, because people were stuck at home. And of course, the longshoremen now have have COVID and they can't unload these ships. I mean, that's what we're watching. Right. And it's, it's demand that's not necessarily going to go away, particularly as long as the equity markets and housing markets remain strong, because that's the wealth effect. That is feedback effects on the way people think. Consumers have so much cash on their balance sheets 
that if they just spend a small portion of that, that should keep the economy with positive momentum going forward. And the, the wealth effect, of course, is the fact that your 401k goes up, your portfolios go up, and you feel better about spending money. And we've seen that out of consumers for a long time. The last piece I do want to talk about again, and we touched on it in the last segment, is earnings are expected to be really, really good, up more than 22% for the fourth quarter, and maybe even more. Right. They've been The analysts have been low. Companies have done a really good job adapting to COVID and, and some of the dislocations. And remember, higher, higher inflation leads to higher prices in many cases, and that can boost earnings as well. So we expect really strong earnings out of the energy sector, for example. So now more than ever, Danny, is the time to say, is your portfolio positioned correctly? Do you need to do some fine-tuning of that portfolio? And there's a way to get it done. We do it on a daily basis. Is the answer, Dave, probably, right? No, for sure. It really was what it is. How soon or how quickly do things get out of whack? Well, they can because, of course, you see what happened in the equities markets, you know, up significantly, up 28 29%, and that could throw your tilt off, could throw your asset allocation out of whack. Gotcha. Yeah, Monday through Friday, you might be really, really good at what you do, I mean, to to a high degree. But you know what? Investment retirement planning might not be your thing, so you turn it over to professional. But really, who is that professional and what is your relationship with them? Are they a fee-only fiduciary? We always say know the difference. It's one team, one plan, one fee at Annex Wealth Management. For investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, it's one plan built for you and you alone by our huge team. And one fee, the most important part, because we are a fee-only fiduciary. Talk about complete fee transparency. You can do it on a weekend. You can head to our website, AnnexWealth.com. You click the Get Started button, and you start the wealth metric process. Again, a fee-only fiduciary makes a big difference. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. We're back. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Dave, one of the segments I neglected to mention is something called Millionaire Myths. We found up, I think, a list of like 10 we're going to go through them and talk about why most are wrong. But I also wanted to take a moment on the show. This is our first show in this noon time slot on 92.5 Fox News. We've been earlier. It was a 30-minute show. We're really glad to be here for a whole, for a whole hour. Yeah, really an opportunity to share uh, our team with the greater area, and we're happy to do that. Of course, a lot of times people talk about investment advice as a fiduciary. There is a difference, Danny. There is a difference between a fee-only fiduciary who custodies at independent custodians like Charles Schwab and Fidelity and those that don't. But here locally, that's a great opportunity for you to come in and meet us. Our offices. On, right on 41 near Pine Ridge. So we have an opportunity to sit down with individuals here in town at any time they want to do that. That's great. Um, and we're here, and we're glad that it's uh, that it's a whole hour show where we can talk about this kind of stuff. And it's a really balanced show today. We talked about spousal social security. That might be real simple to some folks. It might be complex to others. This millionaire myths thing that's coming up. And also, hear the difference. We have a client story coming up with a doctor that you know that worked long and hard trying to figure out he was who he was going to work with, and yeah. it's us. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he was tough. He asked a lot of questions. He came in with a legal pad. It was a whole page full of questions, and it was an inquisition. But it's fine. It worked out great. And he's been not only a great client, but a great referral source as well. And since he was a doctor, you couldn't read what he had on there anyway. <laughs> exactly. right? Right. He scribbles, right? We also work with uh, a number of individuals who might have raised 
and nurtured a company and now are ready to take that next step. Right, right. And so one of those things that you do, because it really is raised and nurtures, that's a really great way to put it, Danny, is because you think about it uh, as another child and you started, particularly if you started the firm, you've brought this thing up all the way through uh, puberty and off into <laughs> adulthood. And so kicking and screaming, kicking and screaming. But now they realize that, hey, pa, maybe you were right all along. But there's lots of things that you need to, it's more than just having somebody write you a big check because then there's whole sorts of planning that comes in after that. Estate planning, a tax planning, investment planning to make sure that you can replace your paycheck. All of that goes into full-scale wealth management. Yep, and that's what we do, and we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Again, this is our first show ever in this time slot. We're really glad to be here. Our website is AnnexWealth.com. You click the Get Started button. We're going to take a quick break, but we're going to be back. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy, because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? We're all familiar with Social Security. What about spousal Social Security? Here to talk about it is Tom Burkholz, a CFP and financial planning specialist at Annex Wealth Management. Hey, Tom, welcome back to the show. Hi, Danny. So take us to school, maybe everybody to school. What exactly is a spousal benefit? It's a type of Social Security benefit where essentially the Social Security Administration is saying, hey, we understand that not everyone who is married stays in the workforce their entire life. And so some people are stay-at-home parents or whatever the case is, and you should still be able to receive a Social Security benefit if that's the case. So you as a spouse with little or no Social Security benefit of your own can receive up to half of the working spouse's benefit in the form of a spousal benefit. That's decent. How is that benefit determined? Right. So the spousal benefit is primarily determined by the working spouse's amount at their full retirement age. However, it's also determined by when the spouse claims for the benefits. So, for example, if the spouse starts their spousal benefits at age 62, they accept a reduced amount. Right. And with everything Social Security, the earlier you start taking it, the benefits are reduced, correct? Right. So timing matters. So that's why it's important to work with a financial professional who can um, calculate the most optimal way to take benefits. So when can somebody begin collecting spousal benefits? Well, there are specific triggers that must occur to be entitled to spousal benefits in the first place. So the first trigger is the primary worker must have filed for their own benefit in order for the spouse to begin receiving spousal benefits. And additionally, you have to be married for at least one year and Ultimately, age 62 is the magic age when you can first start receiving a reduced spousal benefit amount. Gotcha. True or false, you can get up to 50% of your spouse's full benefit. This is true. This is the maximum amount of spousal benefits you can be eligible for. However, if the spouse elects before their own full retirement age, you might get a reduced amount. So you have to be careful if you're trying to maximize your spousal benefit. And I think I know the answer to this, but you don't get to claim both benefits, right? Correct. Someone can be entitled to a spousal benefit based on their husband or wife's earning record and be eligible for their own retirement benefit. And this is considered by the Social Security Administration as being duly entitled, and you will only receive the higher of the two benefits at the time. If somebody is widowed or divorced, can they still claim spousal Social Security benefits? 
Well, if you're widowed, you may instead be eligible for a survivor benefit, which is simply inheriting the deceased spouse's benefit, but that's different than a spousal benefit. And if you're divorced, you could potentially be eligible for spousal benefits as long as the worker is 62 and you were married for 10 years and haven't remarried. But if you're remarried, you can't claim your ex's benefits. Right. If you are remarried, you are now a spouse from Social Security's perspective and cannot receive spousal benefits from your ex. However, you can be eligible to receive spousal benefits from your current spouse. Is applying or getting getting the process started, is, is that complicated for Social Security spousal benefits? No, you can apply online, over the phone, or through your local Social Security office. You'll just need you know, a variety of documents and information handy as you go through that process and banking information if you want to set up direct deposit. Tom, do you find in the financial planning department that people are in the dark about Social Security? I mean, do we need to walk them through things, and that's fine because that's what we do, but can it be confusing at times? Oh, 100%. I highly recommend working with a professional who can run a Social Security analysis and find the most optimal way to file for Social Security because it can be incredibly complicated. Right. And as we always say, it, it, it's only one of the legs of your retirement plan, but it's an important leg. Right. So retirement income can be thought of as a three-legged stool between Social Security income and pension income and income from your retirement assets. So it's just one part. But if you're missing a leg on your stool, I mean, you don't have a stool anymore. Right. Sure. Set it up properly. For investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference? Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Start the wealth metric process. Tom Burkholz, CFP and a financial planning specialist at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for coming back in. My pleasure. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show for Sunday, January 16th. Stick around. There's more to come. We'll be right back on 92.5 Fox News. You know, as much as we'd like to think a new year wipes the slate clean, we're realists at Annex Wealth Management. The same challenges remain. Market volatility, looming tax changes, unease about a virus that just won't quit. It seems that just when the skies start to clear, a new storm blows in. It really makes one wonder, what's next? Annex Wealth Management is ready to face those challenges with you as a fee-only fiduciary. And to do that, we'd like to offer Wealthmetric. It's designed to unleash the power of what's next. More than a portfolio review, Wealthmetric addresses your investment, retirement, and tax plan to help achieve the retirement you desire. Powered by the strength of the Annex team and our state-of-the-art technology, Wealthmetric is another way to know the difference. If you've wondered, how am I doing? And even more importantly, what am I missing? Now is absolutely positively the time to visit AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. Set your own appointment. We're ready for you. Know the difference. Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. Brandon Lehman, a wealth manager and director of branch development at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back. Danny, good to see you. According to Fidelity's Millionaire Outlook study, the vast majority of millionaires, 82%, are self-made. They didn't inherit money. They built their wealth themselves. Let's talk about that because we have a list of millionaire myths, and I'm sure you've run into some. Oh, yeah. There's quite a few stories out there of you know what you need to do, how you are. And, and one of the biggest ones to me kind of jumps into number one there, and I'll let you run with it. But it's really important. It's not what you make. It's what you keep. And I think this must be frustrating for people that have achieved millionaire status. Let's go with number one. If you have a high salary, you are set for life. 
You would think that, and and sometimes that's kind of the myth out there is you make a lot of money, you're going to have a lot of money, but really some people grow into that income. They grow into that high salary and they actually don't save. They want to keep up with the Joneses, but really it's, there are certain individuals who have sat down and said, you know what, to be a millionaire, I do have a high salary, but I am going to save this. I'm going to save that diligently focused on saving as much as they could to better themselves for retirement. And that's really what they're concerned with. A lot of millionaires, it's not the now, it's when can I finally retire? And you'll see later on in some of these myths that it's actually a lot later in life, they work harder. Fidelity study found that on average, 31% of millionaires' salaries go to savings. So right, they're putting in. Yeah, that is their number one goal is just to put away to put away. Millionaire myth number two, it's all luck. That is very much a myth because a lot of the folks that we talk to here at Annex have worked extremely hard. They put in long hours, long nights, long days, time away from their family to build this legacy, not just for themselves, but sometimes for their family. They're doing it and they're putting in the time and the effort to get to where they want to be. Millionaire myth number three, you have to make all your money before you retire. See, that one is great to me because when I think about it, there are so many people that I've met throughout my career that were not millionaires before they retired, but they went into retirement and they did two things. First off, they continued to remain invested. They didn't do bring it all down, be cautious, be safe. They said, you know what? We have a long time frame. some situations, 30 plus years in retirement. We need to keep this growing for us. The second thing they did is they watched their spending. Seeing a common theme here. They watched how much they were spending and where their dollars were going. Millionaire myth number four, you must have a fancy college degree. That is extremely inaccurate. While it does help to have a great degree from a Harvard, a Yale, things like that, you know, the vast majority of people do not. They are self-made millionaires who have gone out and started a business and put in the time, put in the effort, and were able to find a niche or an opportunity to grow that business. The key is they put in the effort, they put in the work, and they strived so hard and put so much forth to grow their wealth to reach that millionaire status. You know the classic book from the 80s. I read it, The Millionaire Next Door. I think one of the best lines I've ever heard is, you know, the farmer next door yep. really is a millionaire, a yep. multimillionaire now with you look at land prices and where they're at. But, you know, they, they work hard, they save their money, and they don't overspend. Millionaire myth number five, they work for big banks, law firms, and tech companies. Well, some of them do. Yep. Yeah, there's they definitely do. But the vast majority do not. You know, you look at it, 66% of millionaires own their own business. They start out, they have nothing. They, they pour their heart and soul into this, whatever business they have, whether it's owning a paper printing company or a clothing store, whatever they, they do, they pour their heart and soul into it. And it takes years. And that's what people don't see is all those years of sweat equity that they put into it. The famous thing I've always seen on LinkedIn, I, I love LinkedIn, is you see the the pyramid of the first, second, and third place, and they're standing in the first place position. But underneath that pyramid, under the ground, is all that sweat equity, that work they put in over 10, 15, 20, 30 plus years to build that business. Millionaire myth number six, success comes easily and early. Oh, that's a great one. One, nothing in life is easy when it comes to hard work. But the second thing that is extremely important is you're seeing the age of millionaires get older and older because they are working harder and working longer. Maybe 70 is the new 55, but they continue to strive and they diversify their income streams. This is one that has always been interesting to me when I sit down and meet with millionaires and specifically business owners. The one thing I always notice is the same across the board. They own the business, but then they own the 
building in a separate business in which the business is housed, the business pays them rent. So they're able to diversify their income streams. And then if they sell the business, maybe they keep the building. That is a common one you see as well. We got two more. Millionaire myth number seven, they don't have anything to worry about. That is a big myth because everybody has the same thing to worry about, and it's always health. A lot of these folks, especially as small business owners, have put everything behind them just to make sure their business takes off. A lot of people have put everything they can into their business and kind of pushed off their health. And that's something we tend to see too. These small business owners have worked so hard and they've forgotten about taking care of themselves. And that's a big concern when they come in here. They say, you know, I've worked 30, 40 years. It's time for me to take care of myself. The other thing is, you know, how do they leave money behind? A legacy is so important to a lot of these folks. They want to take care of their family, take care of their kids. And then just financial security. You work, 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 save, save, save. And then at some point that flips and now you're not saving, you're withdrawing. And that's a scary moment for a lot of folks. And the millionaire myth number eight, the final, they've got their future all figured out. That's the reason we're around. They come in here, they are experts at what they do. And I, and I say this all the time. They are the subject matter experts or in the military, we call it, they're the SMEs in their area. But there's other areas where they're just not as comfortable. So they come to Annex and they sit down with us because we can bring all those teams to them. We bring the experts in the tax. We bring the experts in the estate. We bring the experts in the planning and the investment. This way, they don't have to worry about having it figured out because they know they have a team behind them to figure it out for them, and they can worry about the things they want to do and take care of their health, their family, and their future. We are ready to assist investment, retirement planning, tax planning, estate planning as a fee-only fiduciary. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Brandon Lehman, Director of Branch Development and a Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for your time. Danny, thank you. The Week in Review, Know the Difference Minutes, team segments, planning topics, including investments, retirement, tax, and estate. It's all on the Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Head to YouTube and search Annex Wealth Management. We're back. It's time for Ask Annex. One of my favorites. Yes. This is where the mailbag is wide open and it exists at AnnexWealth.com. You click the Ask button. We get back to everybody. I'll tell you this. You don't have to be a client to ask a question. And they come in from all over the place. There's some that are very, very complex. Some that are very, very simple. Everybody gets a reply. Some people say, don't use me on the radio. Other people say, yeah, I'm, I'm game for that. And that's what we're going to do. And this is a, we, we got a list of some uh, pretty technical question. So right. here Fire we away. go. All right. This one is from Chuck. Will policymakers really tighten significantly? So let's, but before we answer that, I mean, I think, Derek, it's always good to try to decode the question. Right. Well, again, you know, when we're talking about tightening rates, we're talking about the Fed funds rate, not the 10-year Treasury, and that's an important distinction. The other thing is, like, if you think back to the 1950s and the 1960s, coming out of World War II, we had very high levels of debt to GDP, and we took care of it basically by generating negative real interest rates, which is where we are currently. Well, that's monetizing the debt. I mean, we well, and I talked about this in some time ago. That's what that's what they're doing. I know it. They I have every that. incentive to do it. They say they're worried about inflation, but deep down, they want to get that result. So what could happen in this situation, of course, is the Fed could do all of these things, could attempt to slow that down inflation. Then you get a taper tantrum, if you will. Does the Fed then change course because they are watching the markets as well? Well, we saw that in 2018 when Powell came in and said he didn't really care if the equity markets fell. Well, they fell 18 percent and he backed <laughs> off. Right. So, again, the Fed is going to respond to developments in the data, and sometimes they create the data themselves. Exactly. So, and again, we talked about this earlier 
in the show. The Fed reacts to facts and circumstances uh, that are in front of them, which is really looking backwards. We're going to have to see how the economy reacts going forward throughout the next six months. This is Ask Annex on the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference. It's one team, one plan, one fee. Our website is AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Get Wealth Metric. More than a portfolio review. It'll answer some important questions. How am I doing? And most importantly, what am I missing? Again, AnnexWealth.com. This one is from Ed. Would you agree that the 10-year Treasury yields at 1.78 make no sense in today's environment? <laughs> well, I think it is. It's kind of madness. If you think we're running inflation right now around 6% to be getting 1.78 for a 10-year bond, that's essentially the return you're going to get over 10 years. And so that's a negative real rate of return. As an example, you know, Greek debt is trading at 2%. I wouldn't loan money to the Greeks at any price. <laughs> of course, unless it was Giannis, and he's, he's worth it. But, you know, you have to talk about, for sure, the fact that the 10-year Treasury and inflation have been moving in sidestep for decades and decades, and that's the reason why it doesn't make sense. Ask Annex got a question for us. Our website wide open at AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask button, and while you're there, check out the Know the Difference checklist. There's a significant difference between financial advisors. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only fiduciary. This one is from Barry. Could it be that the bond market is pricing in a significant growth slowdown? Look, some people have said that the market has been driven by the fabulous 10 stocks, and that, and that is very much true. But when you think about the balance sheet of consumers, they have accumulated over $34 trillion in capital gains since the, the pandemic began, which is more than one and a half times GDP. Mm. So as I referred to earlier, if they were to spend simply 15 to 20 percent of that, that would keep the economy on a very firm note. So I think the, we are going to see a growth slowdown because, let's face it, we're, we're anniversary a shutdown economy. And the comparisons next year will be tougher and that does lead to some multiple compression but earnings growth should be strong and that's the reason why you have to look of course at the earnings and not just the earnings multiple because that's where you could get some pullback you look at the nasdaq for example derek and it has had a rough start but it looks like it's trying to bottom out and that's why we're watching individual names as well you talked about you know just a few names moving the markets but uh, it could become much broader going forward right and you refer to it kind of as a washing machine you know things are just moving around on the washing machine so money comes out of tech but it goes after energy stocks financial stocks i even saw the casino stocks were up really big on friday now that surprised me so you look at casino stocks and you look at people that are going to start getting back out as apparently covid begins to hit a peak here not only in europe and in africa but here in the united states dave you're in front of a lot of business owners Things like this, I'm sure, are on their mind. But what are they doing just day in, day out? What are they worrying about? I mean, you've got restaurant owner right, friends. I mean, right. it's, it's tough. Yeah, there's two things that they worry about. Number one, of course, is what will be the reaction if this virus becomes more virulent? And number two is where am I going to get the next person to come to, to work for us? I mean, that's really a concern. Really, we've had a couple of waves, right? It's like one more, one more punch, and it's going to be tough for some of these folks. Investment, retirement planning. Tax planning, estate planning, that's what Annex Wealth Management does. And we answer your questions. You've got one for us. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask button if we can help, and I know we can. Click that Get Started button. Start the process called Wealth Metric. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, Sunday the 16th. Going to be right back, 92.5 Fox News. Has the relationship with your financial advisor changed? It was great at first, but now you never hear from them unless they've got something to sell. Or once you learn about conflicts of interest, excessive fees, or a lack of resources. Annex Wealth Management is different. We provide comprehensive investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning using our team built to serve. 
We're experienced, we're local, we're ready, and most importantly, we're a fee-only fiduciary. Meet the challenges this year with a partner acting in your best interest. AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, and that's the goal of this segment. During our shows, we share the thoughts and talents of our team in hopes that you make the decision to partner with Annex Wealth Management for investment, retirement, estate, and tax planning. We believe in what we do and how we do it. But what's it like in the real world with real clients of Annex Wealth Management? Joining me is a longtime client of ours, and for sake of this segment, we're going to just give you a little anonymity and just call you Dan. That cool? That sounds great, Dan. That's great. Well, welcome to the show, Dan. Right at the top, because we operate in complete transparency, it's important for the audience to understand you are a client of Annex Wealth Management. That is correct. Annex is not providing any type of compensation for your time on this segment. Correct. And there are no conflicts of interest between you as a client and Annex as a firm. Correct. Let's get to the fun stuff. Dan, how far back do you go with Annex Wealth Management? I first interviewed Annex in late 2007, and I officially joined as a client in February 2008. You're a smart guy. You're a medical doctor. Was there a do-it-yourself portion when it came to investment and retirement planning? I did all my investment and retirement planning until I joined Annex. Everything? Everything. Read the papers, kept up on the charts, made your moves, all that stuff. Correct. I wanted to consider hiring someone prior to that. Over the years, I had looked at different firms and different advisors, but I never found someone that I felt gave me a value for what they were offering. And I felt that many of the people were more interested in their fees and what they could get from me rather than what they could do for me and help work with me on my long-term plan. Was there a moment on the path to retirement that you said, you know what, I probably really should have a pro in place? I considered in the early 1990s hiring someone, and over the years, I periodically looked at different people. And then in 2007, I said to my wife, I've reached a point in my life where I want to have more free time. I don't want to have to do studying and wondering about investing and making all my financial decisions and planning decisions on my own. I had accumulated a fair amount of assets at that point, and I wanted to have more time with my wife and family. And so I decided that I was going to hire someone and there were better options by that point. The whole financial planning environment had changed where there were better firms and that were more concerned about clients than just charging fees. What was it that led you to choose Annex Wealth Management as the partner? In late 2007, I researched a bunch of different firms and I picked four of them. I made my wife go along and I interviewed all four firms. I had a list of questions I prepared and I asked all of them the same questions. After discussion and looking at all of my options and having interviewed everyone, I spoke with my wife and I decided that Annex Wealth Management offered me the best team to work with. Things I liked about Annex is that it was more than one person, it was several people and they offered different areas of expertise. Also, they were going to work as a fiduciary. They were gonna charge me a percentage of assets based on a yearly percentage that covered all of my financial planning, not just investing, but if I had questions about paying my mortgage early or how much money should I save for my kid's college education or if I should invest in other things or how much I should put in retirement assets versus other assets. And so I really wanted someone to help me with that also to talk about tax management, to talk about as I got older, if I needed long-term care insurance and just a number of financial questions. And the thing I really liked about Annex is I didn't get charged an extra fee for every question I asked. When I used to meet with my accountant, if I would ask an extra question, there was an extra fee. And with Annex, I knew what I was paying 
and it was a percentage, and it was the same every year. And for that, I could ask any questions that I wanted. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. We're chatting with Dan, a longtime client of Annex Wealth Management. So you've been with us over 13 years. I know what got you in here, but how did we keep you for all these years? Annex has been a great partner for me and my family. The reasons I hired Annex in the first place continue to be true over time. They took away a lot of work for me. I no longer had to study and figure out my asset allocation and what things I wanted to invest in. Annex took over all that. My financial planning decisions regarding funding my kids' college versus my retirement versus paying down the mortgage and other financial decisions, they helped me go through all those decisions so I didn't have to do the homework that I did previously. As I moved along in my life, different decisions came up. I'm older now and I moved towards retirement. They helped me make a decision as to when I could retire and how much money I needed to retire. They helped me decide what to do as far as long-term care insurance. They helped me decide what to do with health insurance as I retired. All of those decisions and questions I was able to discuss with my team at Annex, and they were able to give me advice, and they didn't charge me any extra money for discussing those. I just have the one fee, which covers all my investments, but it covers all my financial questions and decision-making. The other thing and the other reason that I really wanted to hire someone is that if something happened to me, my wife would not know what to do, and I did not want to ever leave her in a situation if I would pass away for some reason that she wouldn't know what to do. Now with having Annex and having all my assets and all my paperwork here, if something happened to me, she would come in and talk to the team, and they would take care of her, and everything is already set up. Let's talk about the really good stuff. How's being retired? Being retired is great. I am very happy in my decision. It was hard for me to leave medicine, which has been a huge part of my life, and my patients are like an extended family to me. I was very fortunate. I had awesome patients who are really good people, and many of whom I had known for more than 20 years, and I had a long-term relationship with them, so that's the hardest part of But also in medicine, I worked a lot more than 40 hours a week. It took away from my family, and so I reached a point in my life where I wanted to devote more time and energy to my family, and I felt I owed them that, and that's the main reason I retired. Know the difference. The place to start with investment, retirement, estate, and tax planning, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Dan is a longtime client of Annex Wealth Management. Dan, thank you for letting us be part of what sounds like a wonderful start to a retirement. Thank you very much. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. We're back. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News, our first official airing in the 12 noon slot on this radio station. We've been on earlier on Sunday mornings. We're really glad to be here. My name is Danny Clayton. Dave Spano is our president and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Just listening to uh, Dan, the doctor, and talking about how he has worked with Annex Wealth Management. There's just a great example of how we operate. Yeah, there's no question. And you talk about all of the questions that Doc asked to hire us. And so that's the same thing that you can do as well. You know, make sure that the relationship is right for you. You know, I, I like this spot, Danny. I like being out here at noon versus earlier in the morning. I know we got football this afternoon, but this is a better spot, don't you think? Oh, it's a wild card weekend, but sure. And we're glad you're here because I figure if somebody's listening to 92.5 Fox News, it is good to be in this slot. 
this show is a really good example of what we do, and Dave kind of alluded to that, but so far we've covered spousal social security. Fairly simple thing, but complex for some folks. Millionaire myths, I love that segment because most of those are wrong. Covered Ask Annex, and we just heard from a client. Coming up is something called NUA, Net Unrealized Appreciation. That's right. Am I right? Yeah. Good. We work with a lot of executives for that. We do, and you know that is really where someone has a lot of highly appreciated stock, in company stock inside of their plan, and it's a way that we can do some tax planning as well. But if any of this stuff makes sense to you, there's a good way to get started, and you probably don't have to even come to our offices on 41 and Pine Ridge. You could start online, and we do that a lot. So if you're down in Marco or up in Fort Myers and you don't want to make that ride, uh, there's a way to get started, and that is just going to our website and hitting the Get Started button. We can meet online as well as we've all figured out over the last year and a half or so, so it's a really a good plan. Dave and Derek earlier said like 80 years of experience. We didn't cut them in half and count the rings. It's just these guys have the scars, but you said a long time ago, it's impossible to do it with just one person. Well, you can't. You know, as long as I've been in the business, I have not met one person who is an estate planning lawyer, a CPA, a PhD, a CFA, and a financial planner. Oh, by the way, and a good marketing person because you need that as well. And so you need a complete team, and that is what you get at Annex Wealth Management. Appreciate that. Know the difference. It's one team, one plan, and one fee. We do investment, retirement planning, tax planning, estate planning as a fee-only fiduciary. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Going to be back in a bit. 92.5 Fox News. Sure, there are market updates, but learn something new and interesting with the Know the Difference Minute from Annex Wealth Management. We'll go beyond the usual topics and dig in deep on developing and breaking stories. Catch them all on Spotify. Search Know the Difference Minute from Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? N-U-A. What is it? How does it impact clients who are business executives? Brandon Lehman is a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management, and he works with a number of business executives. In fact, you've heard him before speaking about Annex Executive, which is a program designed for executives and the unique needs and challenges. Welcome back. Danny, it's great to be here. Okay, take me to school. What is a definition of N-U-A? All right, so let's start at the beginning. Net unrealized appreciation. What it is, if you work for a corporation and have the ability to own stock inside your 401k, well, you have a qualifying event. What does that mean? You retired. You were let go, 59 and a half. And then you take that stock and everything in your 401k, lift it up and move it out. But the stock now gets to go into what they call a brokerage account. And there's a lot of tax advantages written into this. And it's it's a very specific process that can be extremely important to a financial plan. Would somebody have that larger block of their own company stock as part of their compensation? Yes, but in a 401k, not always. If you think about some of the corporations we have here, folks have worked them a very long time, some of the publicly traded. And from an early age, we're told, buy the company stock, buy the company stock. Well, where was the best place to do it? It was in the 401k through those contributions. So that's what they started to do. So over 30 years, they accumulated all this company stock of great local companies. Section 402E4 of the IRS tax code plays a prominent role, and I can see you nodding, so you know what that is. Yeah, it's it's important that this gets into, okay, what does the IRS say you can do and how can you do it? You are allowed to take the stock out of the 401k and put it in a non-tax sheltered account layman's terms, no pun intended, you're putting into a brokerage account or a joint account, individual account at, let's say, TD Schwab or Fidelity. Again, the triggering event is the key that revolves around all of this. Then the way the code works is, and this is getting somewhat heavy, but what's important to understand is, let's just use round numbers. You put in 3000 but now it's worth 100 and you move that stock over, you have to pay taxes on that cost basis. That's what's so important in understanding how that works. 
Let's talk about the two stages where stock shares would be distributed within that NUA. Yep. So the first is you transfer them and it has to be in kind. Again, there's there's all these languages and let's just take a step back. That's why you work with somebody when you do this. It's not something that you potentially want to go and try and do on your own because if there's a misstep or an issue, there could be a tax liability. You got to move in kind. Then you move in kind and now you have that stock sitting there. You pay taxes on the cost basis. If cost basis was $3, that difference, now you can sell at long-term capital gains rates, which is huge. So if you have a plan where you have no non-qualified assets right now, but you're early retiring and you can't access your 401k or you don't want to access the IRA dollars, well, now you've created a bucket that's taxed at a lower rate that fits perfectly into your plan. It's all these different things that working with a wealth management firm and a wealth manager in Annex is helpful on. Talking about NUA with Brandon Lehman, what's the window? Do you have to fast track something like this? You don't, but what's important is when you decide to do this, besides the triggering event, it all has to be done within one year. You have to get it done. So if, if you move the stock, let's say in March, by the end of the year, you have to move that entire 401k. So what's the right way to navigate it? So you really should sit down with somebody who knows what they're doing, who's done these things before, because not only are there a lot of nuances, and you can talk to some of our client service managers who have dealt with it, it's making sure we make the right transaction at the right time, move it. But there's other things to be very aware of. Sometimes it might say you own company stock, but you don't. You own a company class share. So it's almost like a mutual fund of company shares, but not the actual stock. So that's something you should talk to your HR about, human resources, your team at work to see, do I truly own the common shares, as they're called, or do I own something else inside this 401k? Can somebody get to a low or no taxation spot? It is possible depends on how you move the shares out, how you look at the shares. You look for those higher cost bases, so the spread is is pretty low. And then the thing to be extremely cognizant of is that cost basis can be taxable, but there's also private letter rulings out there that maybe we've talked about before. Again, getting heavy, but can be extremely important. That's why you need a team on your side. Talking about NUA with Brandon Lehman, any other things to watch out for? I think you just have to have a strategy and you have to have a plan because sometimes it doesn't make sense. You know, we have talked internally here as we do coaching and we continue to educate ourselves, you know, what is the right balance? Is it if my cost basis is a third of the overall value, if it's a half, if it's a quarter? Where, and really, frankly, it comes down to your financial plan. What makes sense in your planning for retirement? Do you do the NUA? Do you not? All of that is a discussion, and it involves a whole host of people from obviously your work, obviously your financial planner, your wealth manager, and the tax team. So at Annex, you have all of that. You can sit down at Annex and you can talk to everyone. Everyone can come in and talk to you and explain what's going on and guide you through this process step by step. And the beauty is we've done so many here and we've utilized a term called Frank Duke, which is a whole nother conversation to really take advantage of and help our clients out. If you're a business executive, you'd like to know more about the Annex Executive Program, feel free to reach out to Brandon Lehman. He's a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Brandon, thank you for your time. Thanks, Danny. We can review, know the difference minutes, planning topics, including investment retirement tax and estate it's all on the annex wealth management youtube channel just search annex wealth management we are back on money talk the annex wealth management show website annexwealth.com investment retirement planning tax planning and estate planning in the studio 
Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer, and Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. You know, Danny, I was thinking about this uh, between commercials here. Between Derek and I, that's about 80 years of investment experience between the two of us. There's one thing that's been constant through that whole thing, and that is that the markets do not like negative surprises. You can think about, of course, where we were a year and a half ago when it said that we were going to shut down the economy or back to the cascading failure of financial institutions in 07 and 08 and all the way back to the tech bus, Derek, when you were a fund manager back around 1999-2000. We are trying to look around corners and the biggest risk that I see would be a geopolitical risk. Certainly. I mean, we've heard about the sable rattling between Russia and Ukraine. We know that China has an uh, looks to Taiwan with some degree of uh, ownership feeling. Right. And then, of course, Iran is you know getting closer and closer to being able to manufacture uranium, weapons-grade uranium. So all of these things can happen. Uh, we have to pay attention to them, but they're really hard to invest around because they're very low-probability events. And typically, even when you see things like that break out, it's rather short-lived. They always say, when the bombs drop, buy. Right. And so one of the things that you talk about when you invest is there is risk. You know, some of it is economic risk. Some of it is earnings risk. What we're talking about here is what's called incident risk. And really, we cannot forecast that. The CIA probably can't forecast that either. So you don't invest around that, that there's fear that there may be some geopolitical risk. So you have to build the portfolio based on companies that sell stuff. That's their revenues. And how much do they make from the stuff that they sell? That's their earnings. Because then we can put a multiple on it. And if the company doesn't have increasing revenue, or increasing earnings, it becomes very difficult to value them. Yeah, the other thing, too, is you know, right, right now in the Russell 2000, there are roughly 800 companies that don't make any money. So the Russell 2000 is a very weak index. There are other small cap indexes, though, that have held up much better companies where they require companies to have earnings and they require them to generate free cash flow and the like. So it's, it's not just you know being fully invested. It's also being broadly diversified so that if there is an accident or something happens, you don't panic and say, and destroy your financial plan. And that's the reason why we go through these risk tolerance exercises. You know, if so, if the market went down 10 or 15%, how would you react? And that's the way we build portfolios, and you should as well. You know, you look backwards, and the S&P 500 finished 2021 up 287 total return. That was way up on the list since 1926. Right, the second 20% year in a row. And frankly, the year following a 20% rally, I checked the average return on the S&P 500 has been 11% because, again, that type of return suggests investors are sniffing out an economic recovery, and we're not all the way there yet. No, that's for sure. And as this virus continues to pick its head up, it slows things down. And we're seeing that right now, of course, on the West Coast, where they can't unload the ship because some of the longshoremen have got COVID. You don't have the drivers. And, of course, that eventually is going to happen, and that demand will then be spread out. All right. Pent-up demand is the watchword. We We've been talking about that for weeks, and I've, you know, this Omicron was a little bit of a detour in that sense. But given the fact that it's less, it's more contagious but less deadly, that I think is a positive because people are getting who aren't vaccinated are getting antibodies, and those that are are not going to the hospital. And maybe this is the time that we move from a pandemic to an endemic. And when that happens, hopefully we can start to move forward as a country. But remember, there's one piece of evidence that we haven't talked about this entire show, and that is undoubtedly there 
will be a midterm election in November, and that could change the power in Congress and then un- upend some of the bills that are out there. So a lot of things to have on your watch list. If you are doing this on your own, it's difficult. I can tell you we have a whole, over 100 people working for our clients. We have attorneys. We have CPAs. We have CFAs. We have PhDs. And you can have access to that entire team, Danny, and there's a way to start that process. Know the difference? One team, one plan, one fee. Here's how that breaks down, as Dave was describing, what we do. Investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. It's in-house. We're not going to send you to other places or charge you more. One plan, complete plan that includes every aspect of the Annex team. And let's talk about fees because we are a fee-only fiduciary. That's the way Annex Wealth Management operates, always has. Talk about complete fee transparency. It all starts at AnnexWealth.com, clicking that Get Started button. Check it out today. You can do it on a weekend. Sure appreciate you listening. Have a great one. We'll see you next weekend. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.